Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday... It's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. You know, unless you're wearing Philly red or you're you're a Philly, they don't like you. You know, I love that. Welcome back to the local angle. It's the Philly special. It's yours truly, Raheem Primer, aka the Rostradamus. And we got my main man in the building. He's normally producing, he's normally hiding behind the scenes, making sure we all look good and sound good. It's my man Clifford Augustine. What's good, man? Raheem, man. It's a pleasure to be on with, with the smartest dude, probably on the Philly special. It's between me, it's between uh you and Solek for the for the smartest guy on Philly Special. So, I don't know no, who it is. Honestly, yet. Solak got us all, man. That dude <laughs> is a wizard. Like, yeah. he looks like he's like 17 years old, but he's like the 17-year-old who, who got into Harvard or MIT earlier and skipped a couple <laughs> grades because right. I swear to God, he should be calling plays. Yo, 100%. Solak is a genius. So, you know what? Since the U-Pen grad himself gave Solak that title, then, then I guess Solak... So, like, shout out to you, brother. We miss you, too. Uh, we'll get back once the Eagle season starts to kick off. But shout out to you, brother. We miss you, man. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the Philadelphia Phillies. We, don't, we haven't done too much baseball, but this Philadelphia Phillies team right now, they're 48 and 41, the third in the National League East. And they're coming off a, a pretty solid run. They're just a half game back for from the NL wildcard spot. What do you feel like the first half of the season for the Phillies? Like, what's your grade and your assessment on how this team has played i think the phillies probably get like a b minus for me because i feel like they started off really really slow and as you see um in the last 31 were i'm sorry if my math is correct 30 yeah 32 games or so they're 23 and 9 so the phillies have they've really picked it up since the uh since about june 2nd ish and i think going into the second half they needed that break because 
Dudes like Schwarber played every day. The pitching, obviously, we seen Aaron Nola's arm kind of, um, you know, falter out during games, giving up four runs and, you know, by like the fifth inning because he's pitched so much. Remember a deep playoff run last year and then going into this year, I think he's pitched the most innings in baseball as a starter. So, I mean, dudes needed a rest, man. And, and it's funny because the Phillies' best player, like, you know, playing this year is uh, Nick Castellanos. And he just went to the All-Star game and, then, you know, he helped the, he helped the NL you know, win the all-star game. So, um, yeah, these dudes needed a rest. But I feel like in the first half, it was it was a B-minus because it was a slow start. But then they started p- picking it up, you know, towards the end. They got the best road record in baseball, I believe. And um, I think they could just – they if they can capitalize on that, which means on the back end, they play the most road games in the MLB. On the back end, they'll have the most home games in the MLB. So, I, you know, the sky's the limit. <laughs> once, you get the, once you get the home cooking, especially when the bank is lit up and everybody's going crazy – like, you know, there's no telling, you know, how, how much of a run they can make. I don't think they're going to get the NL East because the Braves are just too good. But, you know, I think they definitely can solidify themselves in a wild card spot for sure. You know, one of the things that I like that I, I find encouraging going into the second half of the year is that the Phillies already played 51 road games before the All-Star break, which is like Crazy. a franchise high set in 1973. And mm-hmm. they've gone to the West Coast a number of times. So... Mm-hmm. One of the things that you'll find is that on the second half of the year is that the Phillies don't leave the Eastern time zone again until September 1st. So that's a huge advantage. Now, For sure. the one thing that I, I, I have to admit I'm a little concerned with is the rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned that Aaron Nola hasn't been the same guy. Is there any trade targets that you want to see this team go after, whether it's pitching, whether it's hitting? Is it like what kind of moves should we be making right now? I actually, I think the pitcher has been like decent because um, I think when it comes down to the playoffs, right, you really only need like three starters to be good, right? And I can rely on Nola. I can rely on Wheeler. And I think Taiwan Walker's been really good this year. Think about it. He's 10 and three, you know, 4.02 ERA and 18 starts. Like Taiwan's been super consistent this year. And I think I'd feel super comfortable with him going in the playoffs. Ranger Suarez, remember, another guy we had going in the playoffs last year. He's only two and four, but he has a 3.77 ERA and 11 starts. So I don't think the starters are necessarily the problem. Um, I think it's more so of like the guys like Junior Marte and maybe hopefully Sir Anthony Dominguez comes back healthy and Jose Alvarado has been like up and down. But this Christopher Sanchez guy is pretty solid, too. I mean, 2.84 ERA and five starts. And he's he's going to be got. starting the first game against the Padres. Um, right. Right. So this week. So, so we get we get we get to see how he performs. And like, you know, I mean, the Padres haven't been really good hitting, but they still have all the talent in the world. Right. Yeah. I I don't think the pitching is really a thing unless you want to get like a middle reliever or a guy, you know, to to eat up some innings to get the Kimbrel. I truthfully speaking, I just think the Nola thing scares me because of how many innings he's pitched these last couple of years. And people keep thinking it's like a contract thing that's on his mind. I really don't think the contract thing is eating up his mind because at the end of the day, he's going to get paid like Nola's, you know, he's shown that he's better than, you know, a lot of these pitchers in the MLB, whether you like it or not. Like I get it. He gives up. He has those things where he gives up like four runs and whatnot, but we've seen him be great. So I don't think he's worrying about the dollar amount. I think it's just his arm just might be cooked because, like I said, deep playoff run, he's, he's pitched 119 innings this year already. That's a ton. So, um, and, and, but I, see, that's my yeah. thing. If, if we're talking about our number one guy and his arm might be cooked, maybe it's not cooked, but that puts us in a position to where we need another guy. And, you know, there's some guys out there, maybe, you know, a Lucas Giolito. There's a, you know, Jordan Montgomery. There, there, there's guys out there. So 
you have to wonder, do we make another move for just another another starter? Right. And I, I don't know what the price tag is going to be for another starter because you know how you know how it is at the trade deadline. A lot of people will end up asking for like half your form system for a starter. And I don't think Dombro Dombrowski thinks it's that desperate. I think they kind of want to see how Nola looks for at least the next couple starts. And then they might figure it out from there. But I think the real trade deadline thing is whether you're going to get a corner outfielder or a corner infielder. That being, you know, to put Schwarber back in the DH position, depending if Bryce Harper can go to first base like he says he can when, the, you know, obviously when his arm is healed and coming off that Tommy John surgery. And I think first base suits him more rather than Schwarber being a corner outfielder. And then maybe you want to bring in Pache every day because that dude's been that dude's been super clutch, has some super clutch moments for the Phillies this year. Like, I like him a lot. I don't know if he's an everyday guy. He might be exposed for everyday guy. But mm -hmm. I like I don't know, man, like. I feel like I'm just kind of confident in him when he goes up to the play, like what he just did versus the Marlins in that first game of the last series where the Phillies ended up winning 4-3 because he had a late bomb, a late two-run bomb. And uh, I, and he he feels really well, too. Like, I, I like his glove work. Obviously, we can't have Schwarber out. If we if the Phillies are a serious team, Schwarber can't be out there every day in the outfield, nor can he play every single day. So yeah, he needs to get back. I, I totally agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And he needs to get back to DHing. Um, and I, th I think Bryce is probably going to pull through and play first because remember when you play first base you don't necessarily have to throw the ball a lot so it doesn't put your arm as at much risk he just simply can't play outfield or any other position because obviously his arm is still healing from the tommy john surgery and he hasn't been i and i think he's a guy that needs to be like this is gonna sound weird but like stimulated by like being in the field every day you know what i mean like really yeah. being active and not just getting up for those four at bats and like having to swing away having to warm up i feel like he needs to like move his body and be active and first base is super active, right? Like every ground ball goes to first base and, and he can be lively and he can talk to whoever gets on base too. Like he just seems like a dude that just needs to be like actually on the field every single day. And that's what get that's what gets him ticking. I don't think this whole DH thing is his steez and he has, and it's shown he hasn't hit a home run in like 160 at bats or something like that. So he's struggling um, I think the power is going to come back, you know, obviously once his arm gets better. But mm -hmm. I'm really looking at that corner outfield position, depending on if Harper can come back and play first and if Shorbert can play DH, because then you will really look for an outfielder and then maybe a corner infielder, because I don't think they think Sosa is really an every single day guy. I like mm -hmm. I like Sosa, but I'm not really high on him. You know what I mean? As far as like a hit, as far as hitting goes. So we'll see what happens with corner outfielder and corner infield. Are there any trade targets in outfield do you like? I, I can kind of give you a list of names, like a, mm -hmm. a Cody Bellinger, a Lane yeah. Thomas from the Nationals, a Mark Cannon from the Nets, a, um, Adam Duvall from the Red Sox, or a Tyler O'Neill, or any of those guys. Yeah, I, it's funny because I, I saw the Mets guys like being you know named in Philly's trade talks, and I'm like, how the hell is that going to work? Like, What are they going to act? What's the asking price for the guys on the Mets? You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. the Cody Bellingers of the world who we've seen be great. We've seen be a former league MVP, but obviously just just the one of the most precipitous drop-offs I've ever seen in baseball. You know, maybe he can bring that spark, you know, bring that spark back up to Philly. I think he's been playing somewhat decently. He doesn't play every single day with the Cubs, but I man, I don't know if I trust the Cody Bellinger. I don't know if there's a true outfielder target that I specifically like, but hey, you never know. Brandon Marsh was one of those guys, right? Like Brandon yeah. Marsh came over. And that Scott King trade, and look at him now. He's, I think he's batting like 300 right now. Um, him and Bohm have been just such an absolute surprise for the Phillies this year. 
And uh, I love you know, Vaughn. It's ever- so funny. Last year we were talking about Vaughn was like the story of the year where he's like, I hate playing here after yeah, an yeah. era. And now yeah. it's like when I look at Vaughn, it's like he's like truly one of the bright spots on this team. A hundred percent. Vaughn, like I said it, I started tweeting about him last year. I said he was literally like my favorite Philly last year just because like the dude just he just grinded and worked hard. And then after he was, you know, after because you know how Philly fans get right. Like we, yeah. we both from Philly. Like we know how we all get. We know how sensitive we can get. And he said, I effing hate it. He literally said on the field camera called him like, you know, mouth reading, reading lips. He said, I effing hate it here. <laughs> like and then he just he he owned it after the game. Right. He owned it after the game. He said, look, man, like. You know, I said what I said, and uh, you know I'm gonna bounce back. And then he came through in the play. He came through for the Phillies in the playoffs in a couple different moments last year. And this year, he's just been an absolute dog. So I love Boehm. I, you know, I can't speak highly enough of him. Right now, he's batting 280. Uh, he has an OPS of 754, nine home runs, 57 RBIs, and he has 15 doubles this year. So shout out, shout out to Boehm, man. Like that, that's my dude right there. I love I love Boehm and I love Stott. I think those two dudes stepping up this year. Like the Phillies would be really be like in serious trouble if those two didn't step up this year. Hit yeah. them two and Nick Castellanos. So shout out to them two, man. They 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 really, especially Boehm switching positions too. So shout mm-hmm. out shout out to Boehm for doing that too. So man, yeah, I, I love him. I can't I can't even say enough good words about him, honestly. So if you had to give out an MVP, it's probably Castellanos. It has to be because oh. I, I I'll say this right. So last year, Nick Castellanos was absolutely bludgeoned by Philly fan base because he signed that big deal, right? Yeah. Uh, rightfully so. He's a great player. You know, he's a great player and he's proven that this year. But last year, he just, his numbers literally at the end of last year are matching his current numbers for this season. So Castellanos is already like up there with his home run numbers, already up there with his RBI numbers from last year. And the dude is just, he, he, he put his head down, right? He finally got comfortable I don't know if it's that Ben Simmons house curse or whatever it was, but he finally got comfortable and then uh, <laughs> he came back with a vengeance and then he made the all-star team. So Castellanos to me is like by far the best player on the Phillies this year. And mm. on top of that, his glove in the outfield has been great. Like he cut off, he cuts off balls like exactly where they need to be. Last year he was sort of a mess too, even, even in the field. So he cuts off balls exactly where they need to be. He, he you know, he gets the ball in the infield where he needs to be. He runs the, the right correct route to getting the baseball so i uh, shout out to nick man like yeah just, I, I, I love yeah. The, the biggest thing i love about nick right now is that every time he hits a home run something awful happens like <laughs> i'm pretty sure you saw like the, yes, the situation yes. with tom brennan yeah and, yeah, like and it's just like ones <laughs> like every single time like um <laughs> and it's like the running joke on social media and it just it's, yeah. it's absolutely hilarious there's like five different scenarios where uh where nick's there, honestly there's like 10 of them and this is this goes back to his, like his reds days his tigers days where like something serious is going to be talked about during the game and then he'll just castellanos with a home run and there's nick castellanos with a home run like it's crazy how that happens to him every single time but seriously man shout, shout out to castellanos like he's been the dude for the phillies this year um like the hate last year was so loud, but the praise this year is so quiet, and I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. But you know that's that's Philly for you, right? Like that's how yeah. that's how the fans be, man. Like there, there's never the praise is never loud enough unless like you're the Philly guy, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. So FanDuel Sportsbook, our sponsor at the Ringer, they're giving a six. They're giving the Phillies a sixty four percent chance at going to the playoffs. Minus one eighty. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
plus 142, no. Are you thinking we make the playoffs? What's our best case scenario for this season? What's our worst case scenario? I, me personally, I think just with the amount of home games that they have coming up, there's no way in hell they don't make the playoffs. That's unless they, you know, completely just collapse. Per- personally, me personally, like I don't even think they really if if they they need a trade in order to win the World Series. I think I think they need to make a move in order to win the World Series. Like I said, that's going to be dependent on the corner outfielder or a corner infielder. For me personally, I think the pitching is actually fine. I think you can you can go away you can get away with Taiwan Walker and Zach Wheeler and Nola. During the like I said, during the playoffs is where all that really matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I 100. Give, give me that all day. They definitely make the playoffs. I think. I think so. What do you, What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think we make the playoffs. I, I'm not really that crazy about Arizona, nor am I that crazy about Miami. I, I think we should be able to pass those teams. And yeah. then the one thing, I, I I think Miami's super dangerous though. You don't you don't think so? I, I mean, they have a minus five point difference, so it feels like to me. They're a little bit lucky. Now, obviously, you have a, a guy in you have a guy in Luis Arias who's just yeah. basically almost hitting four hundred. He's at three eighty three. So, right. I mean, obviously, that's scary. And they did beat us. Like they're like we were sixteen. We're sixteen and five in our last twenty one games. That, like right. that's like the first series we lost in like three weeks. Yeah. So, I, I think that was just because it was really run out of gas. If I'm being honest, but I, the Marlins they they got some some guys over there, man. Like you got to think about the pitching too, right? Like. I don't know as far as what their team ERA is, but you know they, they do have a Cy Young winner. He's not even playing that good this year. Which yeah, is, he's not playing is, well at all. He's not he's not playing well at all. But still, that's a Cy Young winner. And Zardo, I kind of like him. He's pretty solid, three point two nine ERA. It, it, like I said, it really a lot of that stuff really comes down to pitching. Um, and they and you know they got some hitters on that lineup too. Like don't sleep on you know Arias, like you just said, and De La Cruz and and. I don't know when Jazz Chisholm is coming. I, I like him, but he not he yeah. Jazz isn't all that great. But, but let's let's see what happens when he comes back. Like they got some dudes over there. Take your first swing at Major League Baseball betting on FanDuel and get ten times. That's right, ten times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to two hundred dollars. That's right, just bet twenty dollars and you'll land two hundred dollars back in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Me personally, I like the Houston Astros 10-1 to win the World Series. This team has a ton of pedigree. Obviously, they had some injury this year. Altuve was hurt to start the year. Jordan Alvarez is a little banged up, hasn't been playing. But I still think this team has the pedigree of a champion. You know what they say. You can never underestimate the heart of a champion. So at 10 to 1, I think the Houston Astros have a little bit of value to sprinkle to win the World Series. That's a future bet that I'm going to take. And you can make this bet all on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Philly to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash Ringer Philly. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Must be 21 and up and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit TheRinger.com slash RG. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Welcome back to the Philly special. We had the local angle. We dropped some jewels on the Phillies. 
And we're just talking about how we feel like they're going to perform in the second half of the year. Obviously, we're three games back in the wild card behind the Marlins, and we're only a half game back behind the San Francisco Giants for a wild card position. Obviously, we've got Arizona second in the wild card. I, I, I just think it would shock me if this team didn't make the playoffs based on how we closed out the first half of the season. Now, Raheem, you a numbers guy. You, you, like I said, you, you pin Philly yeah. through and through. Give me, give me some, some odds and some numbers that we could win some money on. Like, what is FanDuel telling us that we need to put some money on in order to really believe in the Phillies? Like, what, what, what are they giving us here, Raheem? Okay, the Philadelphia Phillies right now to win the World Series, we're twenty-seven to one. Okay, and look, I'm not, I'm not really mad at that one to be honest with you because. <laughs> Like, I would take a shot on it just because I look at this team as a team that can get hot. Now, obviously, we spoke about Aaron Nola, but the way they've played down the stretch, to me, that says that this is a team that it's primed for another run like they made last year. Now, the one thing I will say is that this Phillies team this year, they're not hitting home runs. That's the one thing that I want to see return. Last year in the postseason, the Philadelphia Phillies, they hit 24 home runs. They were first amongst all MLB teams. And this season, we're, I think we're 20th, we're 18th in home runs with 99. So, and today's. Do you think when they get back to the bank, which is like a home run friendly park, some of the balls start flying out the park and maybe Trey Turner and Real Muto kind of get back on their groove? Like, I I feel like even Bryce, because like I said, Bryce hasn't hit a homer since like May. So, you know, again, if he gets back into the field, I feel like when he's more active, the ball starts bouncing more off his bat. And you saw what he did during the playoffs, the rampage that he went on during the playoffs, the clutch moments that he had during the playoffs. So I got my full faith in Bryce. Now, Trey Turner's the big offseason acquisition. He's not doing good right now. <laughs> we all know that. He's not He's not getting on base. He's not really hitting well at all. Like, you know, it's, it's looking like a dud right now. But, again, we saw this last year with Castellanos. I'm wondering, because I know Trey Turner's a second-half player. I'm wondering if he steps up and how much that contributes to the Phillies lineup because he'd be the perfect guy to just be a consistent leadoff hitter for the Phillies instead of dudes like Schwarber and, you know, other guys that they're reaching for sometimes to be the leadoff hitter, the, the everyday leadoff hitter. So, like, how do you feel about that? I, I think Trey Turner's going to turn around. It, it, mm-hmm. It's almost shocking to see a guy who is 30 years old mm-hmm. And have the type of drop off that he's had. Like, I mean, he was a 300 hitter last year. Now he's 247. He was an MVP like, candidate. Like, yeah, like a dark horse MVP candidate last year. Like, he just crazy. hasn't. This is easily the worst year of his career since his rookie year in 2015. So mm-hmm. you have to assume that it turns around. Um, obviously, we are missing 30 home runs from Reese Hopkins, which you know that hurts. And you could look at the fact that Bryce Harper just doesn't have any pop right now. He's hitting for good averages, but the pop just isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, get, get back to the bank, though. Like, Citizens yeah. Bank Park is a very home run friendly park, especially in the summer days where it's hot. The ball likes to jump off the bat a little bit. I, like, like, I think it all just wakes up there. Because I yeah. feel like the, the road thing has really affected the Phillies, too. And like you said, they still haven't really figured out the first base thing. I mean, they have, but they haven't because obviously moving bomb throws off other people and then Bryce Harbour being hurt, too. Like Harper and Harper and Hoskins' injuries have kind of just like thrown the Phillies out of whack, and yet they're still like right there. So like yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like is it worth putting that World Series ticket up again? Because like 
who knows come, you know, come late September, can this team actually get hot again like they did and make a playoff run like they did last year again? Like I have all the hope in the world because I know the organization is like I know people in the organization and I know like how much they take care of these guys and how detailed and regimented Rob Thompson is and how much the players actually like playing for Rob Thompson. And obviously we know the history of Dombrowski. Like we know his his resume. Like the dude does he not just gonna sit there and not make moves in order to make this team better. We know Middleton said, bro, go out here and just spend this money. Like we saw what happened during the October run. Now I'm just wondering, like, does this translate to the field though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think the one thing I will say about this this organization is that they're gonna be aggressive. They're gonna make some some deals at the at the deadline. Right. And I think that's what encourages me most about this team's chances at at making a run. Now, obviously, the Braves are like absolutely terrifying. I, like, I just don't see a comeback from the like that twelve game lead is just. I mean, we again we've seen crazy things happen. We, we, yeah, remember the Mets back in the day? Like we saw we saw crazy leads just disappear. But the Mets last year. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They had a, like the Mets a had a lead like the yeah. entire year, and then the, yeah. the Braves just and I mean they just caught fire. Yeah, it was like a ten. Game, it was like a ten game lead at one point, and then the Braves caught fire, obviously, and then they they. I mean, the Phillies obviously stomped them out, but still, like even then, like crazy, like we've seen crazy things happen and crazy runs of baseball. It's only in the middle of the season, but I, you know, I just I don't know, man. That that Braves team got some hitters on there. They got some some a phenomenal pitching on there. Like I think that's a team where. You just wait and see them come playoff time because come playoff time, you never know what happens. Yeah, and it's win. just yeah. all you got to do is get hot at the right time. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think the National League is very strong. Mm-hmm. Like I look I at a team like the, Do- I agree. The, the Dodgers don't have – the, the pitching isn't there for the Dodgers at all this year. I and agree. they're a team that's going to have to make some moves because like when I look at that Dodger pitching unit, it's I mean, it's absolutely abysmal. I mean, right. they're twenty, they're twenty third in ERA this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is god awful. Yeah, like you're definitely right. Like I said, I think the biggest threat, you know, you know who really scares me now is the is the Reds. Right? Did I tell you I actually saw a Reds Cubs game this year at Wrigley Field? Oh wow, you did. Yeah, and the dude uh, Jonathan India, that guy's a beast, man. Like I like Jonathan and then, India. Yeah, and, you know, and then and then Ellie De La Cruz gets called up. Like the Reds, they got something going for them, bro. Like they might be like. The, that come them comeback kids again, like they they look kind of scary to me. And you kept I, like, saying, and, and you keep saying, yo, we put that money on them winning the NL Central. I, I gave it out, like I, I gave it out when it was eleven to one, and now it's pretty much even money. But I mean, I think the thing with the Reds is they have all the hitting in the world, but they don't have any pitching. Exactly. And if I look at either, if I look at most of these teams in the NL, we have one of the better pitching staff, right? You're 100% right. But like I said, I think the Braves got the best one in the NL, I would say. Like the Braves have the best pitching and hitting <laughs> and hitting to me, which is which stinks because they're in our division. But other than that, like are you really terrified of the Diamondbacks? Are you scared of the Brewers? Are you scared of – I'm not scared of the Marlins. I know how good they can be, but like are you scared of the Marlins? Like I don't fear none of these teams, you know? The only team to me that I, I would find myself fearing – is the Dodgers outside of the Braves? Believe it or not, and they haven't put it together this year. But it's the Padres. Yeah. Is it because? Is it because? Well, it's, I mean, it's not, because of it's because of the. It's more so about the, the talent, talent. Yeah, not yeah, how yeah. they've actually the way they've actually performed is mind boggling to me. Yes, like if you'd have told is. me that, like a team with Fernando Tatis, mm-hmm. Manny Machado, Juan Soto, like 
that team, they can't score. <laughs> right. It make it really doesn't make any sense. And it's probably mostly due really because of the pitching. And I don't have the pitching numbers in front of me, but I don't they haven't really been good at all. And not only that, I think they've been getting crushed within division play as well, too. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, I mean, the Padres, I wouldn't be surprised if they did if they did make a you know a second half run. Like, like I said, we've seen crazy things in baseball where other teams make ridiculous runs in the second half, and the Padres are only four games under 500. So who knows? Maybe Juan Soto and them get crazy, and you know Tatis finally recovers from his injury and you know plays like the way he can play. You know Machado's always a beast anyway too. So we'll we'll see. I mean, they they was a tough out last year for the Phillies too. Uh, those games were you know fairly close. They weren't all exactly blowouts. So the, I mean, we were a Bryce Harper home run from right, right, going right, to game right. six. And exactly. I mean, you guys know I had a giant bet on that game. That was <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> Yo, oh, my God. It was crazy. <laughs> that was so, crazy. Like, I mean, that was like one of the best times of my life. Like, and I, I still think about that. <laughs> oh, my God. That ticket was but insane. If, if there's one takeaway before we go away, um, what do you have? If there's one takeaway for the Phillies before we go away, I think – we're going to see Bryce actually come back to first base. I think Schwartz mm-hmm. is going to go to the DH spot and find, we're going to finally get him out of the outfield. Uh, you know, no shout out to Schwarber for even, you know, playing, having to play that. He's played every single game this year. So shout out to Kyle Schwarber for being a, being a dog, going out there every single day. You know, I'm sure he's exhausted. I'm sure he's probably out in, you know, Poofton Connor or somewhere on the, on the beach relaxing during this all-star break. So shout out to Kyle. Uh, you know, we finally going to get him just back to being a DH. I feel like that suits him way better. He doesn't necessarily need to be in the field every day. He's not a guy that needs to do that. And like I said, I think Bryce needs to be like actively out there. So I think that's just the simplest uh, move for the Phillies. However, I do think they will make a splash with some type of trade. I don't know who that's going to be for, but I feel like it's going to be for a name because I feel like they get it. Like they saw what happened last year and they just want to keep that rolling and – I just I feel like they're going to aim high on this trade deadline right here. I don't know who it's going to be, but you know, there's a guy that plays third base out there that a lot of people have been clamoring for. So Nola Arenado. <laughs> hey, hey you said I, I saw those rumors. Yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with that. You know, there's a there's a dude in the outfield who's a, who has a pretty solid name. There's a you know he's actually on a division rival, so we'll see what's up with that as well too. But as far as like the pitching market goes, I don't think they're going to be runners in the and like I'm talking like I'm talking like really solid pitcher. I'm not talking you know just a middle reliever guy who can eat up some innings. I'm talking like a solid starter. I, I just the price tags on those guys are just too high, so I don't think they're going to do it. But you know we'll see. I've, again, we've seen crazy things at the deadline, so we'll see. All right, no doubt. Well, yeah, this is the Philly special. We got Clifford Augustine. We got Raheem Palmer, aka Rostradamus. Y'all know oh. how it's going down. Make sure you check us out every single week on the Philly special. We got some Eagles talk coming up next week. Is it next week? Okay. I think it's – no, Shield comes back on not next week, the week after. So we're going to do some Eagles talk probably probably the week after. And then we got to figure out this Harden thing, man. Like, what's what's going on, man? He just came out today and said that he he still wants a trade. So, I mean, Maury's not going to rush it. Like, I I mean, like – you're you're seeing how the the Portland Trailblazers are handling things. They're saying that He's they might like not trade months. him into the All Star break. Yeah, so. so it's yeah. like we all know Maury's not going to rush things. Yeah. I think we're reaching a tipping point for NBA superstar trades, though, because I think there's going to be some type of rule change because it's just it's starting to get out of hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, well, I mean, 
Listen, man, I don't think James is – I think he's going to have to start playing on the Sixers as the season starts. So That's what I'm think thinking, really too. Got, I don't think he really got an option. But, again, well, that's that's for later down the line. We're not going to, you know, dive deep into it. We're going we gonna to let y'all talk about it, and then we're going to come back here and we'll give you more on it, all right? All right, no doubt. Philly yeah. special. Clifford, Raheem Farmer. Y'all holler at us. Must be 21 and up in present and select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 if you're in Arizona. If you're in Connecticut, call one 888 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. If you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9 with it. Kansas, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. You're in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. Wyoming, 1-800-522-4700. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK.